Cyber Synapse, the podcast that's creating connections through candid conversations about cyber issues. Sponsored by Agency, with your host, Kath Nibbs. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're tuning in from, whatever time of day it is for you. Um, Happy bank holiday to those of us uh, listening in the UK. Um, It's looking like it's fantastic weather for the Sunday and the Monday, so hopefully this will be um, downloaded on the Monday for you, and that's going to be um, bank holiday listening. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to do something that I said this podcast wasn't about. Um, I'm going to do something where I use an academic um proposition so that i can probably explain to you why you're likely to listen to this episode so i'm going to go with an evolutionary psychology um proposition about um why we um like to gossip okay so in evolutionary psychology it's suggested that um monkeys and other primates they uh, groom each other Um, as a way to communicate and to keep uh, group harmony and cohesion and this is something that we do as human beings but we don't actually do it through picking um, fleas and ticks and mites and things off each other we do it with language and we do it when we have conversations that are those ones driven by would you believe what so-and-so did Um, so I'm, I'm kind of tapping into this episode is about the deep web Okay, and Gary and I have a, a um, quite a bit of a laugh actually um, when we when we're doing this conversation. But there is something to say about this is this is a topic that lots of people are interested in in terms of the curiosity it offers. Um, if you want to understand more about curiosity, go to uh, my webpage and go and have a look at my blogs um, because I did one about Facebook um, using videos and then putting a warning on that said you know don't look. Um, so this this is just to say that what I'm yeah what am I talking about here actually what am I trying to communicate I think what I'm trying to say is human beings are driven by lots and lots of lots of different things okay one of them is uh, fantasies urges uh, curiosities uh, we have a light side we have a dark side um, and I think I even get that into the podcast this week. But everything you could possibly ever imagine that a human being could think about or possibly do or might want to do, actually, they, these are the topics we're going to start getting into on CyberSynapse over the next couple of months. So Gary and I have done a, an introduction on the dark web today, um, and it does come with a bit of a warning because we do talk about some topic matters that you know other journalists talk about, and I give you the name of uh, another journalist who's written a book to, to go away and read. Um, I... I will be talking to people about some really, really difficult topics. Um, and it's just to say that this is exactly what Cyber Synapse is about and what I intended it to be about. And now comes the business sale because actually I can't keep, you know, I can't keep doing this um, all by myself. So I'm actually putting this out as a, oh, yeah, it's, it's a beg, it's a plea. Um, please go over to patreon.com forward slash cybersynapse, sign up and become a Patreon. That means you can donate, you can sponsor it, whatever you want to call it. Um, but what you're paying for is my time. And as I've said before, for those of you who do sign up to do that, I will be in more of a position to do in-depth conversations and have some reflective um, 
maybe sessions and, and talk to people because when when I'm doing these videos with the people that I talk to I actually sit with clients who have been through this so I'm, I'm not just um, I'm not just reading academia I'm not blah 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 you know the kind of um, people that I sometimes find myself arguing with on, on social media this is coming from real practice this is where people have been really hurt and damaged this is where I've seen things that friends family um, colleagues I've made mistakes um, that that was to do with one where I um, I did a blog about counselors talking about their clients online because I actually shared a picture of uh, my colleagues and I on a training weekend one time and unfortunately I'm fairly tech savvy I had my settings okay and what didn't happen for the people that were tagged in the photograph even though it was a private group at the time their, their friends and colleagues saw it and they they f were distressed by that so technically I've, I've actually caused uh, in inverted commas cyber trauma to other people um, I'm trying to I'm trying to cover as many topics as will be in my second book as well for you and I'm aware that you know I do do a bit of rambling just before we get into doing the podcasts but actually this is more of a reflection about why I'm doing the podcasts and why I need your support and help um, please do tell people about this podcast. Please do share it around, particularly when we start getting onto these difficult topics. They are candid conversations. And Gary, Gary is a friend. Um, I was at a GDPR Awards with him last night. So that was a, um, a fantastic event that was put on. And in terms of where we're going with technology, many people are becoming aware of how, how data can be shared. So this is why we're starting to do some of these topics because now I can start going into why cybersecurity is an issue, why, um, and actually I've already covered that with Reza. Um, so go back and listen to that episode. Uh, yeah, this is, this is just about bringing lots and lots of topics that I'm trying to write about. And to be perfectly honest, I can do a podcast in an hour and it might take me weeks and weeks and weeks to write and edit bits and parts of my chapter or chapters. Uh, I'm hoping to do more than one. Um, so please dive in on this episode, have fun listening. Uh, if you do need any kind of support for any of the topics that you listen about, please do go and ask to speak to somebody um, who is aware of some of these issues. Um, we are talking about the dark web. We are starting to talk about topics that will be taboo, uncomfortable. And I know that that's also an enticement for people to come and listen to the podcast. And it is. So please do share it about. Um, I shall see you all next week after a well-rested bank holiday for many of us. Um, lots of sunshine and sunburn, no doubt. Take care, everybody. See you next week. Welcome to Cyber Synapse. This week, I'm joined again by Gary. Um, and should I introduce this as welcome to the Gary and Kath show? Um, I'm not quite sure whether we're going to start doing this more often, Gary. Um, we're on, we're on a bit of a, uh, an ad hoc, uh, short notice podcast because I noticed that the other week um, Gary wasn't available. So um, yeah, it's becoming, it's becoming a trend that, yeah, you're just too busy, Gary. It's all this GDPR stuff. Yeah, it does seem to consume uh, a lot of people's time at the moment, I think. Oh, roll on the end of the week, which by the time people <laughs> listen to this will have been and gone. And um, yeah, we will, it'll all be forgotten. It'll be like Y2K and it'll all be in the background, Gary. It'll be a distant dream and yeah. So yeah. what are we going yeah, to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about the other side of um, the internet, really. Um, okay. So we're going to... Yeah, today we're going to do a little bit, let's call it a bunny hop of different issues um, around the deep and dark web. 
But before we do that, Gary, it looks very uh, sunny and shiny where you are. Where are, where are you? <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you exactly where I am, um, but I am sat in the garden. Um, so bunny hop is, is not a bad uh, description. So, yeah, I'm sat in the, the garden. The grass does need cutting, and uh, but GDPR and um, the, the internet don't wait for anyone. So, you know, that's will have to wait. I'm, I'm just thinking, well, as long as we don't get any pheasants photobombing in the background or anything, that would be brilliant. There's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> right. So, okay. So this is this has come from the back of... Um, so I was recently training some counsellors and psychotherapists on um, cyber trauma and the issues that exist and why, as counsellors, we need to know about this kind of stuff. And... One of the topics came to um, the issues that exist and we talked about that there's the internet and we have the deep web and the dark web. And I was asked, what happens on the dark web? Uh, my response was anything, everything, everything that you can think of, everything you don't want to think of and everything else. Um, so would you, like, uh, would you like to kind of take us through, yeah, what, what is the deep web, the dark web, the, what would you like to call it, Gary, actually, for a start off? Well, um, I mean, all of those terms are in, have been used interchangeably. Mm -hmm. um, they are uh, correct terms, but they mean different things. So mm -hmm. if we, for the uninitiated um, uh, of what these terms are, if we think of it this way, the, the web that we surface on a day-to-day -day basis um, the surface web is about 4% in actual fact of what the web actually is. Mm -hmm. The deep web is just below the surface. So when we say we're going surfing, that's not a bad phrase to use because you are surfing along the surface and you're just skimming along the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the deep web is just below the surface and you've been to the deep web uh, and many of the people listening here. In fact, I would hazard a guess that everybody listening here has been to the deep web the deep web is purely any part of the internet that cannot be or has not been spidered by google and other search engines so it can't be found just by doing a natural search so mm -hmm. your bank account will be part of the deep web yeah um, your university papers will be behind a, a password and you'll have a username and a login you'll you know you'll go on to yeah. the deep web facebook is part of the deep web um Thousands, millions, billions of papers are on the deep web as academic papers and military papers and university papers, whatever. Um, you then have the very lower level, the dark web. The dark web is an area of the internet which um, is unfathomable. Uh, we don't really truly understand what size it is. Um, estimates are that it's around about um, 500 times the size of the surface web. Yeah. Which is, gives you some indication of the, the, the kind of the size of it. Um, it's dark because you need special browsers to get to it. Mm -hmm. um, it's dark because of the fact that uh, much of the, uh, or it's called dark because much of the activity that goes on there is clandestine or it's illegal. Um, and that's it. So it's, there are three levels. So the yeah. deep web, fairly innocuous, fairly boring to talk about. But the dark web, that's the kind of, that's the interesting intrigue area, but also the scary and, um, and quite alarming sort of part of the, the net that yeah. most people don't visit. 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure, uh, as, as you've been on my training, you're, you're aware, I tend to, um, what's, the only word I can think of is terrify people when I start talking about the issues um, <clears throat> of cyber trauma. And mostly I'm talking about the things that occur on the internet. So I'm, I'm talking about that surface level, aren't I? And, mm. and even that can be enough to make practitioners um, kind of take a big deep breath and go, <gasps> I don't even want to know about the, the, the other stuff, Kath. You know, um, yes. so I think I made, it's probably quite a flippant comment that, you know, this, the stuff that happens on the, the dark web is, yeah. is akin to the black market. And as I said, you know, it's, it's not like you can go shopping for um, kidneys or a liver on eBay. You'd have yeah. to go elsewhere. <laughs> That's well. I know that's quite a bizarre thing to say, isn't it? No, but, but, but no, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, I'm um, I am often scared. Scared is probably too strong a word now. But when I was um, at first starting to discover that world, I was uh, horrified to see some of the things that you could uh, you to find on the dark web. But equally, I am when I'm speaking to you and through my research and um, uh, and work that I do have been equally horrified about what you find just just on the surface you know yeah. the, and I know this is a bigger area about the sexualization of children etc and the but the exploitation of them you know happens wholesale mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. dark web um, yeah. because because it can you know and unfortunately I would say the dark web is the area where every form of you know human depravity is uh, catered for yes um, you know, and then it sounds very flippant to say these some of these things, but we're kind of um, desensitized to some degree, aren't we? When we, you and I, probably go into those murky worlds, um, but mm. you know, there are rules of the internet, and one of the rules of the internet is um, there is always furry porn of it, meaning no matter what kind of pornography you can imagine, there's going yeah. to be some level of bestiality of it online and you, at first you hear that and you think that's that's terrible where would you find where would anybody want or why would anybody want that well unfortunately there are people out there with such sort of uh, notion yeah, you know um and that's where and you'll find it on the dark web it's the it caters for all humanity yeah well that that's where we talk about the um as i was explaining <clears throat> that's where we talk about philia so that would be your necrophilia your pedophilia yes. your pedophilia and actually, that, that's the kind of any, anything that a person has a penchant for is yeah. that, that they, they can find it on the internet. You know, make no bones about it. As I was saying on, uh, at the weekend, I, it is absolutely available on the internet. And, and one of the conversations we might have is talking about kind of the live streaming of stuff and, and why, yeah. why that's such an issue. Because that exists on the internet, not necessarily um, the deep web. And that was, that was the shocking factor at the weekend when I'd said, you know, the live streaming of the torture of women or, or, or on a um, pornography site is on the internet. You know, you don't yeah. need to have a special password to do whatever. It's, it comes across as one of the categories. So one of the previous podcasts that I've done on here was with Susan Black, and we were talking about some of this stuff that's available. Um, yeah. And obviously, uh, last week on Facebook Live, I talked about the IWF's recent report, which is um, of children and um under the age of 13 but i do know that the the police uh the national crime agency the the one area they're worried about is live streaming yeah and i yeah I, I completely agree and i think um this is one of the things i often say to people when i'm talking about the deep web and, and just the web in general and technology is that unfortunately there are unsavory characters out there um 
and um, they, you know, they make their 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 money out of immoral means. Um, but they use the same technology that you and I use. You know, they mm-hmm. they see the power and a need for encryption. They need they see the importance of having secure connectivity and um, and being able to hide their footsteps. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, with the use of things like uh, live streaming, you know, we find that brilliant because it allows us to, you know, to talk to someone across the world, um, you know, in a live environment. What a brilliant, mm. I mean, fantastic, fantastic yeah. technology. But the bad guys have seen that and said, well, the reason we get convicted is that we get found out because we have materials that can be used as evidence against us. So, hey, let's get rid of the evidence. Let's start doing live streaming. Yes. You know, let, let, you know, you know and they are, and apologies, and maybe we'll have to put an 18 disclaimer on this, but, you know, there are what are known as, you know, cam girls and there are rape cams, you know, and it's, you know, can, you can dial into these things and you can pledge money and you can be yeah. man, you can tell the perpetrator what you would like them to do at yeah. those times. That's, that's the dark web, you know, but again, you know, as you rightly say, there are places on the surface web where you'll be able to find those things as well. Yeah. I, I think one of the things I said and it wasn't at the, the group I was teaching the other week, or it might have been. I, tend, I don't know. I don't know how many times I say it. But I, I talk about, you know, when we go to watch horror movies at the, the cinema, those horror movies come from somebody's um, thoughts, imagination. They come from a, a desire to frighten and scare us. But also they come from uh, truthful stories. So, mm. for example, for example, Hostel and the ideas behind, you know, these, these gore for gore's sake movies, actually somebody somewhere, um, so for example, um, let's go with Hostel for a moment. Somebody had to go and have a look at, is it possible to do this or has this ever happened or wouldn't it be a good idea if? Yeah. And it's that fraction of, hum- fraction of a second in human being thinkingness yeah so mm-hmm. i'm just kind of trying to do this without going all academic but that very moment of a person's ooh that would be interesting well mm. you can find that on the internet you can find that on the deep web and actually where it sits is up to how well it's coded hidden and covered Absolutely. i mean you know every level you know we talk about the three levels you talk about you know, the surface web and the deep web and the dark web, you know, that's almost that journey. And, and in fact, funnily enough, when I talk about the journey into the deep web, I often talk about Dante's, you know, journey into hell. Because, yeah. you know, if you're aware of uh, yeah. that poem, you know, the uh, divine comedy and, you know, Dante has nine levels of hell that he goes through. Um, that is your journey into, uh, into the dark web. You know, if people say, well, where does it start? Well, it starts at the fairly innocuous you know, free videos, free books, free downloads, all those sorts of things that you can get that people go to mm-hmm. on the dark web, um, right down to, as you rightly say, you know, some of that areas of, you know, um, human trafficking, uh, trafficking of human part of parts of bodies and such, because, you know, you can't just go off and buy a liver or a kidney off of the, off of eBay. Um, yeah, but other other websites are available. I'm sure that Amazon might. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, there was a case a few years ago that I read about. Um, uh, the the actual uh, facts escaped me a moment because it was some time ago. But it was about a, uh, a young lad in India, and his mother co- had to call for uh, medical assistance because um, he was suffering from stomach uh, stomach pains and such. Um, and he actually sold his uh, his kidneys for uh, an iPad. Yeah. You know, it made that trade, 
Um, and you just think, you know, that's how, how does that even begin? Well, it, it, unfortunately, there's a market, and you know, if you are um, looking at many years on dialysis, and you've got you yeah. know problems, and you have you've got the money, and you're sat in America, and you're thinking, well, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars to pay for this, or mm -hmm. I can spend a few hundred dollars over here. Somebody's sat in the middle thinking, well, this is where I can make my money. Unfortunately, that is what the dark web is. Yeah. Yeah, I think I kind of talked um, at some of the groups where I've said about, you know, as counsellors, we deal with quite often people who have got um, attachment and trauma issues. Actually, this is, why I've, this is why I kind of coined cyber trauma, because actually we're going to be dealing with possibly clients who turn up maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 years down the line and go, actually, I'm not adopted. I was sold on the black market. You know, I was sold on the, the deep web and here I am not knowing anything about who I am. And in terms of when when there's an adopted child, they're actually able to trace back who their uh, uh, parents are. They're at, actually, we're going to be looking at um, people who won't who won't have that kind of um, closure or, or uh, kind of history to trace. And that that is one of the other things, isn't it, is kind of what what does happen. And then what we might be dealing with as clients in, uh, in terms of our profession as counsellors and psychotherapists. But also, this is, um, let, let's just think about the term doxing. So I'm just thinking about whether we could talk about how data gets sold on um, the black market. So here we are, obviously, we got to the end of uh, what will be last week by the time this is done, but actually it'll be this week. Um, we, we've got to the end of how data needs to be protected. Mm -hmm. but you know what? Deep web sells your data it does um and funnily enough I've, i i have said in the past um that the people on um the dark web and the deep web are actually more honest than some of the um data brokers on the surface <laughs> yeah <laughs> because at least they're quite honest about where their your data came from yep yeah so you know hey this came from the ashton madison hack and i've got a million uh, people's names, addresses, and the uh, uh, you know uh, passwords for a million people over here, or I've got you know a hundred thousand from the Talk Talk event. So um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and depending upon the amount of information that's available that you have as a as a um, let's call them an underground data broker, shall we? Um, yep. These people who have this information um, that are in um, uh, card dumpster sites, you know, if you have your name, if it's just your name and your, your email, well, you're not going to get very much for that. Um, maybe, you know, let's just say a dollar, maybe a pound per account. That's yeah. all. Um, but if I've got your name, your password and your credit card number, then actually that number goes up per account, probably up to maybe two or three pounds per account. Yeah, I'll let everybody else sit there with a calculator and do the sums here, but you know, we'll keep it to simple numbers and say, you know, you've got if it's three pounds an account and I've got a hundred thousand accounts, that's not a bad return of the investment. If I if I come to you and say, you know, I will buy all of that information from you for three hundred thousand yeah. pounds, I can use that and use it to exploit, you know, a hundred thousand people. Mm -hmm whatever amounts of money is sat in their accounts and the number just keeps going up so if i've now got your name your address your password for instance and your 16 digit card and also your expiry date 
And also I've got your mother's maiden name now starts to rank up. And a lot of this information, I can, as you just say, doxing is the act of going out and collecting information, bringing it together and to create a document, a dossier, if you like, on individuals. Yeah. Um, a lot of that information, even if I've only got your name and email address quite often, I can get pretty much the rest of it. I can you know, easily trick you into giving you your, your mother's maiden name or your date of birth. Would you, would you, by any faint chance, Gary, be talking about those bloody stupid Facebook games where <laughs> I'm, I am just going off on a slight tangent. You know, the ones I keep moaning to you about, about, yeah, not just my profession, but people I have on my friends list. Um, what's your superhero name? Give me your pet's name, your mother's maiden name, and the date on which you might get married or did get married or uh, go away. Yeah, yeah I mean, all of that. You know, we're, we're we're manipulated on Facebook. I mean, we'll we'll pick on Facebook because it's an easy target and it's it's very popular. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we you know we're constantly being manipulated on Facebook, either by Facebook or by its advertisers, or yeah. by other people. So you know, similarly, you know, on Facebook, whilst we stay on that topic, um, you get these these images of a I don't know a child that um, is poorly, and it'll say you know say a prayer for little Amy. Um, or give me an amen, or whatever it might be, mm -hmm. or give, give me a light for an amen and an amen for a whatever. Once they've got to around about a million likes, suddenly that page for little Amy will change to being a pharmaceutical or selling some other product or service. Mm -hmm. Because Facebook doesn't recognize that change, it doesn't go, oh, hang on a minute, one minute you were praying for a little Amy over here, and now you're selling drugs. Um, it just simply goes, oh, well, this page, everyone, a million people like this page over here, so we're going to promote this page way up the rankings and everybody's going to see it. So we're constantly being manipulated either by the bad guys from the dark web mm -hmm. or bad guys from the surface web. Yeah. I, is, would this be, I know, I know I'm being really sarcastic at the moment, but you mean, really? I'm going to, I'm going to lean in and make this like a really philosophical question now. You Go mean, this is, this is a business people run? <laughs> Revolution. I, I, it's a new, I, it's a new thing. It's a new concept. Mm. You know, profiteering, I think is the phrase that I, or a word that I would use. Yes. Um, which I get, you know, kind of frustrated at that uh, people don't see that in much the same way again back to the Facebook and the Cambridge Analytica thing when people were um, shocked about that story and it was kind of well <laughs> what were you surprised what was the surprise that you were surprised that Facebook uses your information in that manner mm. or that they share it with third parties etc you know and I'm desperately trying not to mention GDPR but you have to and that's the reason why it's so important Yes. Sorry, I know, I know, it's, I know, you know, but it, it's still here. We're still there, you know, with GDPR. But, um, but yeah, it is there to protect us um, and almost protect us <clears throat> from ourselves. But going back to that, that question you asked about the data and the, the, how it's sold, yeah, there are, you know, data brokers operating on the dark web um, and uh, you can buy this information. Uh, mm -hmm. You can buy large swathes of it. Um, and it can be searched. Um, unfortunately, it's not as indexed as, say, the Goog as Google, but there are certain areas of the, the dark web which are understood and, and known and, and 
Um, there are researchers out there working hard to try and unearth where all this data ends up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't say freely available, but it, everybody has a price. Data is the new oil. Because that's an important point. In that, you know, if I steal a laptop, if I steal a car, I can only sell it once. Whereas if I can take some data, if I can sell it for, you know, a dollar, you might say, well, that's not very much. Well, you know, I'm, okay, so I can go and buy some of the Ashley Madison data, for instance, for literally probably two or three thousand pounds, um, pretty much for all of it, because it's all data now, so most people yeah. are aware of it. Um, but if I can sell that five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, it's not a bad return on investment, is it, really? No, not not at all. And I, I think, well, I mean, for me, the, it, this kind of... Uh, and I don't want to keep using these words like data and so on, but there is something around uh, information as well for me is that, or miss it. No, I'm actually going to say misinformation. So I'm not going to jump ahead. I am doing another call um, that'll be coming up soon. And I'm talking to, um, you know, cyber ethics. Uh, let's call them cyber psychologists, cyber, cyber ethic. Well, I don't know. Um, but misinformation is also a way. And actually, if you think about what happened on, um, Facebook in terms of the information that we were fed about Brexit, about the uh, the Donald Trump and how that's that's another way of things being manipulated. Well, absolutely, it's fake. It, it is genuinely fake news. You mm. know, the, the internet. You know, you shouldn't believe everything that you read on the internet at all. You should, you know, that you, your research should come from many different sources. If you are uh, you know, you can't be too angry when you see something on the internet or too enraged because you're not quite sure if you're seeing the whole picture. And I think that's one of the key things that Facebook hopefully would have taught us that, you know, you can't believe every single message, you know, someone puts up a picture of a church and then simply puts a banner underneath it saying this church is going to be turned into a mosque. And then there's outrage and you're like, really? Yes. Are these the same people who are asking Facebook is there a plumber on the road, you know, somewhere in Yorkshire that they could use? And you go, well, Google will tell you that, you know, so, you um, know. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say to you just then, well, I happened to read something on the internet. It might have been Facebook itself that actually the use of Facebook increased after the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Yeah. And, it, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, um, and you could probably talk about this more. And this is really going off. A tangent here but you know it's a little bit like these um uh you know these societies that are going to commit suicide on a certain date because they think that uh, they're all going to transcend to a, a higher plane and their belief gets stronger the day after it doesn't happen mm -hmm. and yeah. it doesn't dissipate at all it actually just grows yeah. solidifies almost yeah yeah well we've got we've got lots of uh, biases as humans and and that one kind of uh, you know attribution bias and uh, uh, yeah we've got we've got lots of it one of one of my favorites and i've managed to get it into uh, three interviews now is cognitive dissonance yes <laughs> that's when when the facts are presented to us in light of what we're believing we choose to yeah so we're you know it's it's yeah. all pretty much uh, uh, sorry i'm sorry to interrupt i was going to say and that takes us right back to the beginning of the conversation which is where people look often look to you and look at me and just say oh no Gary oh no Kath, you must be catastrophizing you know you're, you're making you're being too alarmist now and he's kind of go look if you had seen what we've seen if you knew what we knew and you knew what we couldn't say 
you would understand why we say the things that we do. Yeah. I hope that wasn't too cryptic, but... No, well, we, we've talked this evening, before we even started this, that the topics we wouldn't cover were going to be certain ones, because obviously we're talking about some of the things that happen on the deep web. And, you know, mm-hmm. human beings do have um, a very, and I don't want to quote Star Wars, but they have a very, very dark side. And actually, that's the thing about being a human being, is that there is this... Um, this, we're drawn to horror and terror and everything that is despicable. Mm. And, and, you know, when I talk to children about um, becoming a hacker and, to, and going and becoming a mm. bad guy, I do actually start talking about Star Wars and I do actually talk about the Jedi and about the Sith and I do talk about the journey. You know, it starts off as one thing and you take one step and then another and another. And before you know it, it has consumed you. You have become part of that darker world that you know, you didn't realize uh, was out there. Um, so yeah, it is. And that again comes back to this idea that the dark web is a journey. It lulls you in, you know, it starts you with some of the websites that allow you to buy. Hey, you know, you can, um, for instance, you can buy um, heroin. You can buy a little bit of weed. Um, you can buy crystal meth. Uh, you can buy um, sculpamine, which is a date rape drug, which is also known as a zombie uh, date rape drug because yeah. it leaves their victims with brain damage, um, all on the same website. And it's presented to you just almost like Amazon, so much so that you can actually rate your drug dealer. Yeah. So, you know, five stars, you know, package delivered as promised, we'll order again. You know, because if there's one truth on the internet is that customer service is absolutely key. Because yes. once they've got you as a customer, they want to keep you. If you complain about anything, they know that they may lose you as a customer and then lose some credibility. So absolutely, it is in their vested interest to keep you doing well. So perversely, yeah. Yeah. I often say to companies, if you want to learn about good customer service, see how they do it on the dark web. Yes, we're, we're talking um, Silk Road here, aren't we? Which, um, if for anybody, because we won't oh, cover it here. Silk Road, the dark market, yeah, there's yeah. a big number. Yeah, that yeah do it. So even, even the ones that are still there now still operate at a very yeah, high level. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say, for anybody that's listening that's interested, um, Jamie Bartlett wrote a book about um, the dark net, so you can go and read all about it. Mm. I mean, the, the issue with the book that Jamie's written is it doesn't cover everything. And it never, yeah. nobody could ever cover that. But, no, because... No, and, and, that, and that again is part of the, the law that brings us constantly going back um, to understand this, this world um, a little bit better, I guess, to try and open our eyes so that we can help others protect themselves. I mean, that's certainly how I see my role in this, and I know that uh, you feel the same. You know, <laughs> you're right. You, you, can never, you can never know everything that there is that's going on on the dark web because the minute you think you've, you understand it, yep. there's another level that you go, oh, wow, that's happening now. Uh, yes. Uh, I was going to say, don't forget, though, I've been telling you about um, when, when I talk on some of the Facebook groups and I say, you know, uh, particularly around cybersecurity, around people who say this, that, you know, in, in my profession, there's lots of people who think they're completely covered. They're totally fine on the Internet. And, that you know, that I don't know who these people are. They might be gods of some description or... or yeah. um, when, you, when you say that they say that they're, they're completely fine on the Internet, what, what do they mean by that? What? And they're completely protected in terms of um, anybody hacking them or knowing what they need to know on the internet. They're, 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 it's almost like saying, no, no, I'm, uh, it's okay. I had a, 
two-bit GDPR expert come in, uh, tell me that they've watched the webinar and yeah. you know, cover it. Whereas, and I, I've said to people, ah, oh, okay then, all right. Yeah, but that, and that, you know, yeah, you're right. And, you know, I, um, and this is one of the reasons why I describe myself as a cybersecurity specialist. And I have done and will continue to do so because what I say is that I go to bed every night just in the same way that everybody else does, thinking the world is a certain thing and thinking that I'm protected. And then I wake up in the morning and then find, oh, so that's happened. Oh, okay, so that's different. That's now changed things. The difference between myself and many others, I think, is just that my eyes are open to that. So I'm very aware of, of that. Mm -hmm. And I research it. And I, as soon as I hear it, I see it. Um, I recognize this, that is something that I need to understand more. Um, so, but the world, yeah, you, you can never say you're 100% secure ever. There's no yeah. such thing. I'm a cybersecurity consultant. I would love to say I can make you 100% secure, you and your business, you and your families. There is no such thing. And anybody yeah. who says that they can is talk, talking pumpkin. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, what did I say? Oh, actually, I've got the word for you. My head just went off on a spinach then. Actually, I have the word for what you do and what I do, which is where we're, we're drawn to keep doing what we're doing. Um, it's autotelic, which means oh. we're, driven, we're driven to continue to do the things that, that drive us and that we get satisfaction from. So unlike yep. you, I tend to go to bed um, with, with an air of, um, oh, my God, that's another thing I've learned about today. Mm. But then there's also something about actually I get to make a difference in the job that I do because I can now take that piece of information, add it to it. And this is why um, I'm struggling to get all of the issues into one day's training. Um, yeah. So at, at the weekend, I had to go at 20 miles an hour in, in terms of, I mean, I know I talk fast anyway, but I had to go 20 miles an hour to get everything in. And, and that's why I've said this is almost a bunny hop because we just cannot go in depth on any of these issues in one podcast unless we were to do a podcast on the yeah. trading of um yeah. uh, babies you know for yeah. example that, that what yeah. we'd be doing is talking about that in depth and neither i nor you has the expertise on that in in one particular area because no. they are so deep no, I, I, absolutely you know i often say to people you know when i first started out um doing tech 35 years ago i would say my knowledge of technology was about a mile deep mm. and about a foot wide now it's the opposite now my knowledge of tech and cyber is about a mile wide but only about a meter deep and that's yes. because i know a lot about a lot of areas of this topic and in all honesty again back to what we said you know there's a lot of these areas i don't want to know that deep i will leave that to some very able professionals who are also very um cared for professionals who have to, to delve into those things uh, i think it was um frederick nietzsche who said something along the lines of you know be careful of the staring into the abyss because the abyss stares back something along those lines yeah. and i think yes. that's that's when you talk start talking about the, the the dark web you know it's you can take a look but be very careful where you venture you know um I think it's worth saying because I just recognize, just realized some of the time and I want to make sure I say this. We've talked a lot about the negative side of the dark web. It's important to know a couple of things. One is it's not illegal to go to the dark web. Mm -hmm. So um, when I go to schools and when you go to schools and you ask kids, do you know about the dark web? Invariably, they'll say yes. Absolutely. At least, at least one will say they've been to the dark web. 
and teachers will look, often look horrified and parents will look horrified. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to know how to get to the dark web? Well, here's a secret, guys. You go to Google and you type in how to go to the dark web and it will give you the browser and it gives you the yeah. tools you need. Um, it's used for good. It's used by journalists. It's yeah. used by people who are concerned that they are being surveilled and that they, well, they want some anonymity. Um, it's used in countries that have oppressive regimes. Um, so, you know, and to get the messages out, you know, when the Middle East uprising occurred, I think it was 2010, 2011, um, the way that that message got out to the world was by using tools yeah. like Tor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the dark web has, has its use, it, you know, it has its purpose. It's there for good, but like many things, you know, these good technologies are exploited by the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Well, they're used by human beings, that's why. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and human beings come with um, desires, wishes, fantasies. Um, yeah, fantasies. Yeah, fantasies. I'm just thinking. So the way that I sometimes describe it to people is there's fantasies. F A N T A. Yeah, that's spelling, which is kind of um, oh, I'd like to be a dragon for a day, and uh, oh, I wish I wish I had a millionaire boyfriend. By the way, uh, uh, see the show notes to apply. <laughs> 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 we just had to delve, delve into your psyche there, Cam. Whoa, whoa. We, were right there yeah, with, but... <laughs> we were right there with you. <laughs> yeah, dear me. Oh, dear, that's just going to get a boring joke. Or just buy me some beans. Um, what was the other one? Yeah, and then there's fantasies, PH, which is where... So, so quite often when I work with clients, one of the things we'd like to do is, is what's called uh, infantile murderous rage. Yeah. So babies, when they get angry, protest, protest a bit more. Notice how I'm not saying crying. They mm -hmm. protest until they get to a stage where they shut down or they go into murderous rage. And murderous rage is that, and, and I'm sure you all recognize this in, in babies if you've ever seen this, where they are like a beetroot and about to explode or implode. I'm not quite sure which way around it would be. Mm -hmm. That's the feeling. And actually we, we get to think like that up here in our minds and, and say, actually, that person who offended me on the internet, I really wish that, you know, I do like the um, passive-aggressive ones, like, may, may the uh, return key on your keyboard fall off and never be stuck again, you know, those kind of things. <laughs> but there is something about, actually, I really wish the tyres on their car would go flat, all the mm. way up to murderous rage. Yeah. That's, okay. that's the thing that people do. So if mm. we think like that without technology, can you imagine... And this is what I'm, I'm kind of asking the audience watching is, can you imagine what they're doing when this is available to do on the internet? Mm. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, as I say, these, these things are there um, to be exploited. Um, you know, and, and when I said these things, I mean, people are there to be exploited, whether it be on the deep web or whether it be um, the dark web or whether it be on the surface web. Um, because people will look to profiteer and make money out of out of these things, you know. Um, but you know, I think it's important, I guess, just to make sure that people are aware that this thing exists. Um, and yes, it is a force for good in some respects, but like all good technologies, um, can be used against us, and we just need to be aware of that. And I, I, I would urge anyone listening to this is to have that conversation you know talk to your friends talk to your kids um, do you know what the dark web is what's your experience have you ever been there yeah just don't be shocked by what you hear when it, they come back and say yes I, I you know i've been to the dark web 
Um, mm -hmm. I think like most people, when they first go to see it, you know, most of them are unimpressed because it is like a little bit like going back to the internet from 1990. But do you know, that was what, uh, do you know, I was going to reflect that. So I was um, recently at uh, an online safety conference and for me, it was rather, rather amusing because what I did was I watched the audience, not the speaker. And um, what actually happened was this speaker said, and blah, 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 and kind of came out with a little bit of a, um, these are the issues, these are the issues, da, 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 And would you like to see how to get onto the deep, dark web? web? And he went, da, 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 this is it. And the slide came up and he said, right, and then you click on this and then you go on your tour browser here and then you click this. And I'm not going to click on any of these websites because I don't know what I'm going to bring up. And at that point, the audience, which was full of teachers, was, was kind of already jaws on the floor. And I looked at the names of some of these websites and I just burst out laughing. I'm not going to mention them on here. Right. It's just like, thank God he didn't click on any of them. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. thank God he didn't click on any of them, but he actually, I'm not sure if people were scared by it or as I find, <gasps> Oh, and that's, that's the curiosity. So this is the same as, um, so the blog I wrote that time about, um, what was it? Don't look. Mm. You know, don't don't look don't step and I, I have that in my training and I, I tap into people's curiosity because yeah. that's the thing that if you like entices them to go towards the dark web there will be people at the end of this broadcast Gary that will will go and type it and they'll go and have a look and they might go back and have another look and they might and what what we're doing here is we're talking about actually fine that's okay to do mm. but just be aware that it is a domain that that's full of stuff you might not want to know about i think that's a way of putting it yeah it is i mean i you know i use the phrase you know what can once you know what is seen cannot be unseen mm. uh, so you know tread with caution i, I would uh, say urge anybody you know um and i and i do actually suggest you know go on there and have a look yeah. if you want if you are in you know interested in understanding this that world see what it is um you know, people sometimes horrified to find that when I say, you know, I took my kids on to the dark web when they were younger, you know, I didn't take them when they were very young, but when they were of an age where I just knew that curiosity would um, uh, take them through this in school, um, you know, they would be having these sorts of conversations. So when they were around about 12, 13 years old, I sat down and said, right, okay, kids, we're going to go onto the dark web. And they were like, oh, this is going to be so cool. I'm going to be able to tell my friends being to the dark web. Um, we sat there and I showed them the dark web and I took them on and I explained to them about using hidden wikis and you know you have to navigate your way around and there's lots of broken links because thankfully the police have shut those down and mm -hmm. pop up under a different name on a different page at some point in the, in the future and then I took them through some of the things and I said you know anything that uh, doesn't have a description next to it you have to be careful because you have no idea what you're going into yeah. um, anything that um, you know talks about drugs and such you know it's likely to be drugs and not just the soft stuff it's going to be hardcore drugs talk them through sort of all of that area just to give them a sense of oh okay so it wasn't this big mystery in the same way when they were younger we allowed them a glass of wine at lunch uh, not lunch at <laughs> dinner um, <laughs> okay that's an insight into my world um but at, at dinner we would you know they'd have a glass of wine or you know we'd have yeah. a, a drink together and it was kind of oh that's there's no big deal it's all it, you you deflated your children didn't you because that's what happens isn't it is when you go right now you're allowed and they go oh yeah is that all it is and, and, that was it. and, and genu genuinely their reaction was 
oh, I thought it was going to be like something like Matrix. I'm like, I'm not quite sure what they thought was going to happen. Yeah. You know, they were going to suddenly, you know, learn Kung Fu. But, you know, it was kind of, yeah, that's it. It's not all, it's just kind of a, a clunky web page and, and it is what it is. But, yeah. you know, you just have to be careful, you know. And, you know, uh, I do remember one of them said, well, what's, um, what's that? Uh, and it just had the word hard candy next to it. Mm-hmm. And I said, hard candy. I said, hard candy typically means it's going to be um, child exploitation images. Yeah. And, they, and they just said, all oh, right, okay. I said, so obviously anything like that, steer well clear of. Yeah, but it's it's knowing, it's knowing the phrases, isn't it? So there's a film called Hard Candy, and I do, I do actually remember my nephews um, saying, oh, uh, can we watch that? You know, pointing at mm. something when, when, and I was kind of like looking at my family and, and watching what was happening. And I was like, you do know what that is, don't you? But it's not about sweeties. It's not about, yes. it's not about the clubbing scene. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh dear. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's the thing is it does, it does tend to tell you what it's about. Or if you're not sure, it's one of those things that you could, you could kind of Google and find out. I, 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 it is. And I, but I would also, yeah. I mean, the other one is Lolita. So that's another sort of a, a telltale sign that, you know, you're entering into a world that you really shouldn't or wouldn't want to go into. Um, but I often just say, you know, if it doesn't have a description or if you're not sure, you know, there's plenty of other stuff on there that's kind of, kind of cool in inverted commas, you know, um, interesting stuff that you can go to, you know, um, you know, these sites on there that have stolen artifacts and you can go and browse all the, you know, art and other things that have been stolen from around the world. And, you know, you can see who people are bidding on it and such. Um, yeah. But, you know, all I would again say, you know, I talked about trust earlier, that the internet, um, the dark web, that trust is everything. Um, but it's also nothing. In other words, that nobody trusts anybody on the dark web. I, I, so, yeah. Again, back to the rules of the internet, they, there is a rule that simply says that every, um, every woman is a man and every child is an FBI agent. Yeah. And it's kind of saying, <laughs> you can't trust who you're talking to online. So. Yeah. Um, so well, yeah, that, that would definitely take us towards the um, kind of conversations that. I, I, so I will be kind of approaching some of these topics. So I think in a couple of weeks I've got somebody who I'm talking to about. Um, I hate the phrase revenge porn, but uh, there is something around uh, that. But that only applies to adults. So I'm going to be talking to somebody about the adult kind of world. Um, this is it is almost the world that I work in, in working with children that have had this happen and, and kind of um, I do need to find somebody else to talk to because I, I could talk at the camera for hours. I'm sure you know that. Um, but the, there's something around um, the, the, the exploitation of children on the internet is, is increasing the numbers of pathways that it can happen through. Um, so what I will do is I'll just, uh, I'll just direct anybody who's listening to this. Mm. So um, I've actually, I've actually, I actually did a, a Facebook Live and I taped it and shoved it onto Dropbox. No, I didn't. I did it separately. That was a total lie. <gasps> Can't trust anybody, can you, Gary? Right. So I did, I did a video, put it up into Dropbox, and it was literally my reflection on the day that the IWF report came out this year. So it's in comparison to 2015. And what I did talk about was the kind of measures and... Um, yeah, the kind of measures we can take as parents and professionals in helping children um, in terms of explaining about when people try to coerce them into behavior on the internet. Mm. Um, and again, I tapped into 
the the thinking patterns of children and why when we say things like but if you for example a child who takes a picture of um their grandma and puts it on the internet you'll see this quite often and they'll say stuff like well if you do a picture of yourself would your grandma care yeah and most adolescents who are in a risk-taking um place in terms of brain development will say well i don't really care but when you try to explain to a younger child but if you did that and left that picture on the internet it will be there forever that's not a concept children under the age of approximately 12 or 13 actually understand so i kind of mm. go into a bit of a conversation about that there so that there is something about this has got a, a another aspect on the end of it so the dropbox video is going to be available for anybody to have you can use it for training um it is both a professional and a personal opinion about why I think some of this happens with children and why why there's now an increase in um, traffic. But that might just be because we're now monitoring it more. So, for example, there's an increase in certain uh, medical conditions, but we now test for those medical conditions where we couldn't 20, 30, 40 years ago. So there is something about when we yeah. start to look for something, we find it. Um, yeah, and, and that makes sense. You know, it's an observation bias. Uh, when you look for it, you will find it. Um, yeah. So, in terms of the actual numbers of children who are exploited, trafficked, um, engaging, uh, producing sexual images, I, we don't quite know. But I do know that the IWF did a piece of research in 2015 and 2018, and the numbers have increased quite dramatically. And mm -hmm. all they did was the same piece of research in terms of just monitoring traffic that they saw. Yeah. Um, and this this pertains to girls under the age of 13 primarily um so i'm not going to do the academic thing here that's kind of what i reflected in the dropbox video but obviously in terms of what we've been talking about this evening that's one side of, of images that were um videoed and recorded yeah. i think my concern is definitely around the live streaming particularly of uh child sexual abuse and that happens both on the internet and the deep web usually the deep web because that's a, a harder place to trace and it's easier to obviously communicate quickly. Mm. Okay. So that, that's, that would be, yeah, that would be kind of my musing towards the end of this is go read Jamie Bartlett's book. Cause there's, there's a few topics in there. Um, he doesn't actually address child sexual abuse and that's probably because it's the domain that you can't go into um, without either being that police officer that you've talked about or a genuine child sex offender yeah um and they're, they're kind of the two people that frequent that world and you can only ever get into the child sex offender world by actually having child sexual abuse imagery and sharing it and that's that's kind of the the oh what's the word i want is it not the paper yeah it's the litmus test you yeah. know if, if you can show and share and do this then you must be and that's that's where i would i would say that some of the stuff that we've been talking tonight is we we are kind of hinting towards that's what exists out on the the deep web and it does it does uh, it's, i say i think we we finish we close on a bit of a downer if we kind of close there because that's that's exactly it unfortunately you know those images those people uh exist um you know they they walk amongst us um and um you know what is it again don't know who said it but they're they be monsters and it's mm. You know, um, and they are, and um, they have their own rules. They have their own methods of identifying each other um, and validating. And as you say on the dark web, you know, some of those rules we know of, we understand, so that we can be, they can be tracked. You know, and again, 
we won't share those here because they're you know known by <laughs> and you know thankfully they've shared them with us um so we know some of them um but clearly the police know more and all i would say is that you know i don't envy the police officers that i speak to uh, on yeah. this yeah. level i as i said i'm happy for my knowledge to be a mile wide and just a meter deep the minute it goes deeper than that to the dark dark web yeah that's where i draw a line and um, my research stops i think yeah i think i think what i'm trying yeah is this what i'm trying to do i'm trying to say to people that yes we've had the we've had the kind of bunny hopping we've talked about this <clears throat> but if people do go into this arena that might be one of the areas that they could stumble into and obviously mm. that is it I do know that people who work at the IWF have a heck of a lot of counselling yeah. and the turnover rate for people who Support. look at abusive image, uh, it's very, very high. And I, yeah. I obviously work in this domain and like, like I've said to you that the, what's the word I want, the desensitisation, I'm not desensitised, I talk about this subject and it doesn't have the same impact in terms of, um, because this isn't traumatising to me to hear yeah. when when I'm having a conversation with people, I dislike being in the therapy room and having to listen to somebody's trauma because actually I do find that traumatic. It's, yeah. it's just as difficult to hear trauma as it is to talk about it. But in terms mm. of when I then come out and start saying to people, okay, this is the kind of thing that happens. I don't talk about it. I talk about kind of the periphery. Yeah. And what I'm trying to say is, if you come across images of child sexual abuse, they are going to have a long, long-lasting impact. Mm. So it's be be aware, go and have a look at the dark web, have a look around. I suspect that that is the one area <clears throat> people are terrified of. Yeah, and and dare I say, you know, <sighs> rightly so. Mm. Uh, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, I think you know, I would just can't, just add to that and say if you are. You know, if you do, you know, stumble upon those things, you know, speak to someone professionally like your good self. Um, and if you have any grave concerns is to speak, you know, to the police, um, you know, raise those concerns uh, and don't try and push it under the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. And actually you can report just to say you can report images uh, like that from the DAT web to the IWA. They're fully aware of where this stuff exists. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm going to have to uh, call us to a close because otherwise I'm going to be sat in the dark. The sun. Um, I'm sorry, going to. Sorry, Gary, can't see you. Where are you? <laughs> yeah. Surely going to be in the. I am going to be part of the dark web shortly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Right. Thank you. Thank I, you. I was going to say, are you trying to say that we talk for ages? I think so. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Right. Okay, yeah, thank you for your time, Gary. Obviously, uh, there will be a few show notes underneath this with, um, obviously, a disclaimer, a warning, a, a, everything that needs to be there. Um, and obviously, if you want to go back to last week, we can talk about GDPR and we can keep doing that topic if you want. So, <laughs> no, 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 right, no, no, I can't believe I've just said that. I'm going. Okay, so thank you very much for your time, Gary. All right. You're welcome. Thank you for yours. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.